Alrighty, g'day guys and welcome to the Bradley J Driver Experience. I'm excited because this is round two with our guest today. Um, round one, maybe a rookie error, bit of technical <laughs> difficulties. Um, we lost some memory on the computer and didn't get to record the whole episode. So it's a pleasure to finally be sitting back with these guys. I've got Mitch and Brian from NGC Tire Boxing. These guys have been in the ring themselves, been in the corner. They now train people for a living and have made a really good business out of it, and I love what these guys do. Fellas, welcome back. How are yeah, we? Okay. Yeah, good. Thanks for having us. No, my pleasure. I was, um, I was thinking about this, my first face-to-face back. Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. kind of a nice feeling to be sitting across the table from people again. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. So I'm really glad that we've got that opportunity. What's been happening for you guys during this time? Are you enjoying it? Or? Yeah, look, I've been loving it. Yeah, it's been... I mean, I've been busy with work. I fortunately got a, a full-time job that I picked up literally just before this whole coronavirus thing. So I've been busy with that, but apart from that, I've just been that and home, which has been really nice, which is time something family. I haven't done for eight, ten years from doing PT and the gym yeah. and that. So it's been nice to be at home and eat dinner at home and stuff like that. It's been Definitely. Good. Yeah. Mitch, how have you been, mate? Yeah, good. Um, yeah, like I said, it's, it's, I've been able to do a little bit here and there, um, but... It's been good to spend time with the family and surf most days, be active. I've been running, training, so it's sort of it's been really good. Rest my body from holding pads all the time now. And yeah. Let the brain relax a little bit too with just the stresses of business and day to day activities at the gym. It's just it's been good to just switch that off for a little bit and just yeah spend time with the family, exercise for myself. So it's it's been good. That's good. It's funny, coming into this episode today, I, um, I was reflecting back on our past chat. I could remember most of the conversation we had and we got into a heap of stuff and I guess I wanted to, to sort of refresh on a little bit of that but touch on some other stuff too. And I guess one thing I love to ask or speak to anyone about is their journey to where they are now. And obviously doing what you're doing, it's not the sort of industry that, I don't think it's the sort of industry that many people pick up too late in life. Um, and compete. So where did it start for you guys as young fellas? Yeah, look, I mean, in, in saying that, for me, I think I started relatively late okay. in the game. Like, I think I had my first fight when I was 27 or something like that. I didn't really like, yeah, You might have said that last time, but I couldn't yeah. remember it being that late. So I trained for um, six, seven years, maybe. I think I picked it up when I was about 20. I was racing motocross, actually. I was yeah. just local stuff, but I was, that's what I was in there racing motocross and I just wanted to get fit yeah. for that and I was living in Sydney mate of mine said oh come along you come check this out I was living with him at the time he's my best mate to this day and um, he's like come check this out I went along and just pretty much fell in love with it and then I'd done it as a fitness thing but then it kind of just overtook everything and that's more of a passion that I ended up with than anything else and I through six, seven years, I went to uni and all this kind of stuff. When I finished uni, that's when I was like, I'm jumping, jumping yeah. in the ring. So did it, it did it start as Muay Thai? Or did it start as yeah, something else? Yeah, no, it was more like a, that gym that I was at up in Sydney was, you had boxing, you had kickboxing, you had Muay Thai, so they were a bit of everything. So yeah. that's kind of where it started um, from there. And then it kind of just, yeah, I kind of done a little bit more kickboxing and I found Muay Thai was... That's where it kind of changed for me. I think the Muay Thai was just a, a massive thing. Yeah. yeah. And I loved that that side of it more than the kickboxing or anything like that. So. Yeah. 
Actually, yeah. we'll, we'll head on and chat a, a little bit more about that difference in yeah, the styles yeah, yeah. later because I know yeah. we touched on that last time. Yeah. But Mitch, what about for you? You started a bit earlier in life, yeah? Yeah, I um, not necessarily like the age. I didn't start Muay Thai at this age, but I did different combat sports and whatnot. When I, I started when I was eight, so I was pretty young. Um, and then it just sort of started building and progressing and competition and that so it's sort of like I don't it's it's been a big part of my life since I was little but I sort of um fought in a few different things and then that led on to and progressed into Muay Thai when I'd sort of reached the end of the road with like enjoyment and um, opportunities with other things and then I just um started Muay Thai for a bit of cross training for um other styles that I was yep. doing and I'd reached the end of the road with them, then it was like, okay, let's take the Muay Thai thing a little bit more seriously and, and, and yeah, and go ahead with that. Um, I can't remember, I think, I can't really remember, I, I think I was probably maybe when I made, like I flirted back and forth and over the years there, but I, I think I started like my first taste of Muay Thai, well, I think I was probably... Twenty or twenty-one, twenty-one, yep. something like that, um, and then it became more of a full-time thing where drop all the other things and let's just focus on that. When I think I was probably twenty-four or something, 20, okay. twenty-four, twenty-five. Okay. Something, something. Yeah, I remember. It was um, just from the gym. Like, yeah, I remember seeing you. And I was, I was going back. And yeah, forth and doing yeah, yeah. And then I remember coming on board full-time. Yeah, it was just around that time. Yeah, around. Decided to give all that away and then just just let's just do the Thai boxing and then that and again that was when I was very early twenties and then I took it a lot more seriously in those, yeah. those few years. So. It's an interesting like for me it's interesting because I guess as a as a young guy growing up I know oh, you aren't that old but we grew up in a, <laughs> we grew up in a different era I guess yeah. to a degree but. I didn't really hear about Muay Thai. Like, it's not very mainstream yeah. um, yeah. in this day and age. Was it different back then? Was it? Did it have yeah. more um, more exposure? Yeah, I think it did. Well, to a point, I think it did. Like, there was a lot... For me, there was a lot of it on Fox Sports. Okay. And they used to show it, you know, I think it was once a week or something like that, but they used to show all the fight shows from Australia and stuff like that. So I think there was a little bit more exposure mainstream... Yeah. Then I think there is now. I mean, I you, you hear about it in bits and pieces, but it's not really just in the context of Muay Thai on its own. I think it's more of the UFC thing and people say Muay Thai and like little bits and pieces like that, but I don't think it's as mainstream. Well, I don't even know if you call it mainstream, really. Let's talk I about mean, that. Fox Sports is relatively mainstream, but yeah. Let's, let's talk about that because I know last time, and I'll get you boys to pull a bit closer to the mics too. We've been picking everything up. Don't stress. Um, I just want to make sure it's, it's super crisp. No, I want to make sure it's super crisp for everyone. But um, we spoke about it a little bit last time. 
I think I asked you guys. It was a, a fight card. <laughs> it's a bit controversial. It was a day, um, I think there was a big fight card on in the UFC and I asked you boys whether you'd be watching. And maybe like there was that little bit of response that stems from a traditional love of the sport that you guys teach and, and have competed in. And that's the fact that maybe you guys aren't super invested in mixed martial arts because you feel yeah. it's more of a, what well, it is it? It's a mix as opposed yeah. to um, a pure, I guess, a pure pursuit of one specific martial mm. art. Talk to us about that. What are your thoughts on it? Um, yeah, look, <laughs> be as controversial yeah, as you yeah, want. Yeah, this look, is... look to, to, be, to be honest, for me, it's, um, I don't like to compare any of the combat sports as in um, whether it's boxing and MMA or Muay Thai and MMA. They're just completely different sports, and it's like it, it, it's like if you've got an MMA guy in a boxing ring, he's not going to be effective. And I feel like it's vice versa. You put a boxer in the MMA arena, and he's not really going to be effective. It's just like they're two different sports. For yeah. And it's like I think there's too much focus on who's better than who, and it's just they're just different sports. Yeah. So, so what are your thoughts on the exposure that obviously something something happened? And I think it comes down to intelligent business minds at some point in time where the UFC began and they started yeah. to build this exposure. And it was probably exposure off the back of almost, you know, the, the violent, I guess the, the love of violence that some people yeah, have yeah. that they were throwing these guys from all different martial arts backgrounds yeah. or sports cultures into a ring to basically figure out who was superior mm. or who was tougher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it was maybe that genuine curiosity as to yeah. how someone would survive against mm. you know the likes of you know I, th I think I remember one of the Gracie boys mm. stepping in there yeah. with the likes of um, some yeah. phenomenal stand, yeah. um, stand up guy and yeah. people were so it might have been um, come, there was a documentary on it I can't remember yeah, it was maybe yeah. Ken, Ken Shamrock back in the oh, day yeah, it and yeah, people were shocked because a guy who was, had a ground game could yeah. be mm. a vicious stand up guy yeah, and wrestler yeah, yeah. And I think that's where that natural curiosity started and that started to grow as a business. Yeah. Do you feel like there's been real missed opportunities for Muay Thai as a sport within the mainstream? Yeah, look, yeah, but where you, where you, you talk about that, so but hard, you've got yeah. to think in Thailand, that's their national sport, really. So yeah. it's mainstream yeah. over there where it originates. Yeah. Is, it's it's mm. as mainstream as it gets. So it's, yeah. it's just the Western world that probably hasn't embraced yeah. it as... And I don't know if it, whether it's like, uh, I don't know what you're saying about the UFC being, and that whole, the violence factor is, I think it plays a massive part in, I think people just want to see that. Like deep down inside, yeah. I think people are, like they'd love to see it as much as people are like, oh, we don't like seeing it, but. They want to see it. That's, I think that's how they got so big is like, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think. Yeah. You know, that violent side of things is where people are just like, they're just in awe of like, oh, holy. Well, I think I most people want to see what they wouldn't necessarily step in and yeah, do themselves. Yeah, yeah. They want to see other people test those yeah. waters. But it's, we, I know we definitely spoke about it last time. It surprises me how, how much, like how, how often I hear the comments, I wish they'd just stand up more. Yeah. Like people watch the UFC yeah. And they're so critical of fighters going to the ground, yeah. which is a part, it's a massive part yeah. of that, that sport. But everyone wants to see everyone just stand everyone up. Everyone wants to see everyone stand up and, and throw punches yeah, and yeah, kick yeah. 
and be yeah. violent on the feet, then, then you've got a sport like Muay Thai yeah, or a sport like kickboxing yeah. with sub, like absolutely phenomenal athletes mm. that are that are doing that on yeah, a regular yeah, yeah. basis. Yeah. They just don't get the following they should. Yeah, I, do, I, I don't know what it is. And I've, I've heard this same thing, people ask the same thing over and over about just why is Muay Thai not getting the exposure or this and that, and I don't, I haven't got an answer, but I, I think it's like a lot of it is, um, you know, Thailand or, or Muay Thai in general is not a, I mean, yes, it's a, a violent sport, but the people that do it, they don't give a shit talk and like, it's yeah. like I think that plays a massive factor in like, in, I mean, you look at Conor McGregor or Floyd Mayweather in boxing, like they just, they talk shit sell. and people love it and they sell it. Whereas Muay Thai, you don't really get a lot of it. I think it comes from that whole, like, people are pretty respectful and they get along with each other. For it's more of a part. culture than a sport, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and I, I think that plays a, a big part in, you look at social media these days, it plays a massive part. And like, that's what people love to see, like, people talking shit and carrying on and stuff like that. People love it. It's the WWE side of it, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. think Muay Thai doesn't have that. Yeah. I don't think it ever will, and I... I'd hate for it to go that way in the, in the first place anyway. Like, I mean, I get everyone wants the mainstream and, and get it out there, but I'd hate to see it go that route. Yeah. I think it would ruin it. Yeah. I get that. But I don't, I don't think it will happen in, in Thailand and it'll never happen, but, you know, who knows if it happens over here. But, but you see, I, I don't think, like, just from my experiences, I think, like, as well with the Muay Thai, the Thais aren't really interested in the Western world and what they, they're doing with Muay Thai mm. as well, they're quite happy to keep it within their country and um, it thrives, it makes money for them, they've got a gambling scene there and it just, they're not, they don't really respect Western Muay Thai and they don't really have a care yeah. for that marketing approach okay. to make it big outside of their own country. Mm. I'm sure there's some people that are ambitious, but it, for the most part, the most part, they're happy with they're what happy they're doing with in their country and how it runs and the money they it probably, makes. They just they want to keep it. Yeah, they don't seem to be fussed. Like, they'll take opportunities overseas on to make money, but they, yes, mm. they don't, they don't have yeah. a, a deep respect for Western Muay Thai or a need or desire to go to, to have it go. I get that. Somewhere. Especially like that stadium level type. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, high it's level stuff big and it's established yeah. there, so yeah. it's like you don't see the marketing go behind it around the world like the other styles, like the UFC and yeah. yeah it's interesting talk, let's talk about thailand because you guys have, have both spent time there with mitch you've spent a little bit more time there mm. because you've both spent time there with the gym crew um training yeah. learning um fighting talk to us about the culture there that that is present and what it's like to fight there as opposed to over here mm. um yeah it's, it's it's totally different i mean i've I've done it at a, when you look at it, for me, it's a, at a low level in Thailand comparable to where you could get in Thailand. Mine was at a, at a low level stadium type, local stadium stuff, but it's still, the, the whole experience is totally different. Yeah. Um, it's, there's no fanfare. It's just, it's like a, just a normal part of life for me. It's no, yeah, I just, it's super relaxed. It's just like, it's just a normal day for me. Whereas yeah. here it's so built up and it's like people talk about, I've got to do this eight-week camp or they just like get in there and fight and it's, it's no drama. Is like, that because for them it's almost like a camp every week? 
Yeah, well, no, not really. I mean, they still have their times where they don't really train that much and stuff like that. Yeah. And they'll, they put some hard yards in for a couple of weeks or maybe a week or two weeks, like, when they need to. But, yeah, they, they don't have this, like, extended camp and then have ten weeks off and get fat and yeah. lose shape. They're, they're relatively in good nick most of the time. Yeah, for a lot of these guys, it's a way to make a living, right? Like, yeah. over there, I've watched a couple of these, even these young kids who are, like, 16, 17, and it's their way of making a living for their family. Mm. So I guess it's that need to be ready all the time. <coughs> yeah. It's a job rather yeah. than a hobby. Yeah. Mm. yeah. What was your experience over there, Mitch? Um, what about what we talked about before, the culture and whatnot. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, one big thing for me was, I think... From um, one thing that stood out in the early days will, um, was the fact that I think over there, I mean, here there seems to be, and I'll say it, a lot of egos, and people seem to be sort of, they've got to project an image to sort of show relevance and that they're bigger than what they are over yeah. here. Like that's, that's how I feel. And then... Over there, everyone gets along, and whether that's their culture or their religion or whatever, or it's just the sport, but it's not about egos, or I'm better than you, or I've got a bigger gym than you, or I've got the best fighters, or I've had more fights than you, any, there's just respect across the board, and you want, when you watch, and this is like, we spoke before when I was living over there, so I got to go yeah. to fights, you know, three times a week four times a week we'd go we'd, whatever when everything was on we'd, we'd be there because we had nothing else to do so that was yeah. the hobby you'd just go and watch the fights all the time when you see the way that everyone interacts and the respect that all the gyms and trainers and fighters have for each other there's no animosity no egos no I'm better than you or I've got to puff my chest out and say I've had this many fights it's just it's just it's completely different to the way how and that's not how everyone is over here but there's a lot of that and like I feel like it comes from those insecurities and it's like but over there it's completely different it's not like that at all because I feel like even the loss in that world is different right because they, they fight so many times yeah well mm. it's like they, they they like one thing for, that I always remembered and took from my times over there I had a fight and I'd lost um, and I was really down on myself about it and it was a, it was a close one and again I was really upset about it and then I remember one of the Thai boys said to me when they're taking my wraps off and everything they're like don't worry they said sometimes you win sometimes you lose it doesn't matter as long as you fight well it doesn't matter they yeah said, they said it's just like football or something they said sometimes you win you come back next week you lose you come back again you win it's just it's not it's not about yeah. the victory for them it's about the performance and having showing spirit that's what it's about spirit and pride and yeah. the way that you fight yeah yeah, I just like Mitchell said. I, I, for me, I remember taking away the fact of just as long as you fight, like they're big on that fighting with heart. And if you fight with like all you got and you win or lose, it doesn't really matter for them. As long as you like went in there and put in one hundred and ten percent, yeah, that's all that matters, really. Like yeah. If you win or lose, big deal. Like Mitch said, you come back next week or two weeks later and do it again, and you go from there. Yeah. Definitely. It's just the passion, like a little bit about what I said before, like the, how they interact with each other and just sitting back and 
watching it at the stadiums and sort of being a little bit closer to it because when you're, you're fighting for a gym and you're living there and you're, you're immersed in it, you get to see that little bit, you're spending a lot more time backstage and seeing a lot more of that and, and it's just genuinely, it's, um, you see, you think to yourself like, this is Muay Thai, this is, these are the real people yeah. and then they're operating at such a high level and as I said, there's no insecurities and egos or anything like that it's just passion about their sport and they just all respect each other and interact with each other really well it's just it's completely different to how Mm. it operates over here well like in terms of the training and the style of training over there i think last time you guys said it really depends on the gym Mm. and the way they train their fighters is there a a particular style that you feel like you guys are adopting over here because I know you've obviously had Komsan come yeah, through from Thailand yeah. and there's that connection there and you guys have trained at that gym yeah. and taken some of the boys over there. So, like, what do you try to bring back here that is very, I guess, culturally present and um, Thai style? Yeah. <coughs> Look, I, I think it's just about being smart. Like, and I think there's just too many people just think it's just going there and throw whatever you want and just go help a leather and try and bash someone. And it's not really my style. I don't really like that kind of style yeah. where it's so full on. I think it's like being a little bit more patient and smart about what you do and just thinking about everything you do. Like yeah. It makes a difference. And everything you do, you need to do it with a purpose and you need to know why you're doing something. It's not just go in there and just throw it because I told you to throw it. Like You've got to know why you do it or when you do it and stuff like that. Like I think that's what makes a massive difference and that's what we try and teach the boys and the girls that are, that are in the gym like you've got to be smart about what you're doing and do yeah. it at the, at the right time and do it with a purpose you know that makes a difference for me definitely yeah. one of the big things i've noticed within muay thai mm. is i guess the consistency of sparring as opposed to the heavy sparring yeah, yeah. it's more like touch sparring or light sparring yeah. which makes sense mm. Because, you know, I've heard of gyms where guys are going in there and bashing each other yeah. every day. How can you possibly be healthy? Mm. Do you feel like oh, that's yeah. just part of that intelligence? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, uh, that whole sparring hard all the time is just, yeah, it makes no sense at all. And I guess it just comes from what you've been exposed to and stuff like that all. You know, it just makes no sense to me at all. I think that whole being smart about it and... Smart with your training, smart with your sparring, it all kind of makes sense and makes people perform at a level when they need to perform, not so much in the gym, they need to perform when it's in the ring. Yeah, at definitely. At the right time, like do it in the gym, but it doesn't really matter in the gym, in a sense, you know, like, yeah, you can well, that's the thing. do it in the gym, but like if you can't replicate what you're doing in the gym in a fight, then what's the point, you know? I've, I've heard guys like, um, Izzy Adesanya talk about some of the people that train at City Kickboxing in New Zealand yeah. and he reckons there's some guys at that gym yeah. that are killers like yeah. in terms of sparring unbelievable but just yeah, don't just put them on the stage and put them on the stage and they're yeah. a different human being well, it's like with any sport isn't it? yeah I think any sport's the same like there's guys you hear about that are amazing on the practice court or wherever it may be and then you put them on the big stage and they just crumble and turn the water yeah yeah 
What's the difference for you guys between, I know there's a, there's a clear difference in a number of the rules and the, and the way that it's fought, but for a lot of people, they don't understand the difference between Muay Thai and kickboxing. For a lot of people, that's the same thing, and one of them yeah, is just a yeah. cultural difference. Explain that. Well, yeah, it's probably a lot of that that you just said. There's the, like the cultural thing plays a big part as well, but I think we straight up you can think um, the obvious with the clinching and the elbows. That's you don't have that in kickboxing, and I think um, it, it's a di- like it's a different style where um, kickboxing, from my mind, I know the different forms of kickboxing, but you got to think a lot of it originates back from martial arts and boxing gelled yep. together, so it can have a very bouncy in and out sort of style. Where Muay Thai is not about that because there's like a lot more weapons and a lot of things, a lot of different things you can do. Yeah, that it just doesn't suit that that style. Yeah, like a, as I said, like they're on their toes, they're bouncing and they're moving. Where Muay Thai is a little bit different. But for me, that big part is the elbows, the kneeing, the clinching, um, and the cultural stuff too. Yeah, how do you see like obviously there's there's whilst it's not super present or mainstream here in Australia or New Zealand or any of the Western countries, America for that fact too. Who who are the real killers in the sport? Um, West Western world and over in Thailand for Muay Thai. Countries or fighters? Fighters. So if you take say the Western world, it, would there be a couple picks from the Western world, and would there be a couple picks from Thailand that you guys? Because a lot of people listening to this, like I was surprised off the back of when we last spoke yeah. and I put it out there that we were filming this episode and even yeah. again saying you were coming in heaps of people I didn't know that actually train Muay Thai yeah, and love yeah. the sport and like yeah. people in Sydney and you know from Melbourne yeah, that yeah. I've, that follow me and were like oh we're really keen to listen to this and people off the back of David's episode yeah, too yeah, 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 um, yeah. who really enjoyed yeah. that and I'm interested yeah, to hear yeah. because a lot of them wanted to know maybe some references over in Thailand yeah. That would be good to watch and good to learn from, as well as here in yeah. Australia and New Zealand. Well, I mean, there's you can like just the, anything the, in the top the, 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 the list is endless, but if you look at, like, if we want to talk um, some of the top guys that I mean, like I personally like, or um, and you could probably find on, on YouTube and stuff like that, you look yeah. at someone that's fighting regularly on, on that one championship and he still fights in the stadiums, is, is, um, his name's Rob Tang. Okay. Um, I mean, he's a he's a bit of a weapon. Everyone loves him because he's got a a pretty aggressive style, um, and I, I don't mind. I like watching that aggressive style. Yeah. Um, I even think if he's you, one. Even if you're a pure technical yeah, fan, you can't deny yeah. he's to watch him. is pretty yeah. exciting. Um, I think another one who might not, for me personally, might not technically be the greatest guy, but he's got a massive heart. His name's Sexan, um, and I think them two have had a I think not long ago they had an amazing battle, which was you'll probably find it on YouTube or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah, they're probably two just off the top of my head. But there's oh look, where do I go with it? Um, I like Sangmanee. Yeah, Sangmanee's good. Man, it's just like yeah. What weights are these guys fighting at? A lot of them. Are, I think the most common Mid-50s. one's about 58, 50, yeah. 58 kilos. Yeah, wow. Yeah, like there's nothing over. But they cut I think a lot the of stadium titles. The, the big stadiums, the stadium titles end at 69. 69. 69. Like, that's the, that's it. I was going to step in there for a big stadium yeah. five boys. I'm probably a bit <laughs> yeah. too heavy, eh? Yeah. I'll get me out of it. I'll get me out of it. Yeah. And they, yeah, because that's, that's all they got. 
if you're a big fella, like you would struggle, wouldn't you? Seventies, eighties, and I think probably David. I think David talked about it on. Yeah, it's like he doesn't get that many opportunities in Thailand just because he's. He's a bigger weights. fighter. Yeah, he's, he's a bigger he's, fighter. He stretches to get to seventy four. So ideally, yeah. he was like seventy six. You know? Yeah, yeah. So he's not, yeah. that's where he struggled. Like if you're a big guy, you just you get amazing experience. But like fight wise, he gets just the same experience as he gets. Yeah. In Thailand, as he does here, or if he gets to go overseas or anything like that, you know. Yeah. Who do you think like is is there anyone that's competing that's done that crossover to other sports? From Muay Thai that is performing really well that you can note? Crossover like an MMA. Yeah, like, like gone to an MMA or like to a kickboxing or to traditional yeah, boxing. Well, um, what's that guy from um What's his name? Sidichai. Yeah, Sidichai. He's gone from Muay Thai and now he's gone to he was at Glory. Was yeah, it Glory. Glory. Yeah, he was a Glory champion. I think he was a champion for a while. And there was another there was another guy, another Thai fella. Um, Glory's got good exposure, on. doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, but again, I think it's because it's got that European. Because kickboxing's yeah. big in Europe, so it's they, Dutch yeah. kickboxing's yeah. big, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and and I think um, yeah, again, they've got that. They, they, they can market it well over yeah. there. And, um, yeah, so and they've tried to go into America, America as well and stuff yeah. like that. So I think they've got a bit of a following. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I mean, look, there's yeah, just off the top of my head, I don't even know Westerner style. Who we're talking, who we can look at. Um, yeah, I don't yeah, look, know. it's hard. It, it, if you're talking at, at the very, very top, like, I mean. You look at, I mean, Rafi's at the top as a, as a Westerner, but he's been living there in Thailand for. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. No, I, no, I think um, about eight years. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, look, there's a, there's heaps of guys out there. There's guys yeah. fighting at, at yeah, like local stadium. guys. I wish you'd look at like, I mean, oh, who do we even look at? Local? Toby Smith's probably one yeah. that's that's up there. But he's again, he's big. Like he's it's, big it's, again. It's yeah, hard big. to like he's going to fight lots of other Western guys and, yeah. and like European guys and whatnot because he's yeah. what seventy. He fights at seventy six yeah. or something. Yeah. So he's not really going to get at this age and weight those big fights that he that he could get because he's, yeah. he's heavy. Toby yeah. Smith, so local, local, you mean like... No, as in like WA. WA. Oh, okay. He's a WA guy, yeah. Okay. But again, he's got that super aggressive style. We'll just like Strong, hunt you down and like... Cringe. Yeah, yeah. Fitness is amazing, so you can just... Isn't stepping back. Down. Yeah, he just goes forward, yeah. So what about... watch, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, real good. So for you guys, how's this whole... Like COVID's obviously affected the fitness and gym world massively. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard something about... Like soon, gyms could reopen. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't really I've been I've, I've been talking to the um, <coughs> COVID hotline a bit just to see what we can and can't do. Um, yeah, and the, again, it's really it's really up in the air. If you call them, you'll get one thing off one operator. Then you call back an hour later, you get a different operator, and they tell you a different thing. So it's sort of it's really up in the air. Really. I feel like it will be the last. I think so too. To, yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. To open. Yeah. I As in like, yeah, Jim's going to be the last ones that are going to be like, yeah, yeah. he's going to open. Because I know when yeah. we spoke last time, you guys were excited. There were some big things coming up, and obviously yeah. this has yeah. halted yeah. a lot of that. Are the plans coming back into business to almost flow on with what was going to happen? Oh, yeah. 
pre-break or do you think there'll be an adjustment period again? See, I think there's going to be a little bit of an adjustment yeah. period. Just for, I, yeah. think, I think it might be all well and good to have the doors open, but for everyone to be comfortable to come back. As in, I think people will come back, but um, to where we were at before with the numbers of our memberships and, and how yeah. people were getting in classes, I think that'll take a little while to get back. Because I think everyone will be a little bit apprehensive to start with. I think you'll get those people that are, yeah, that, are re- that have always been keen and they're ready yeah. to go, they'll do it. But I think the, um, every now and again, yeah. people may just hold back a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So I think a lot of the plans that I'd have in mind and the direction, it's still on track, but um, I think it's just going to take a little yeah, bit of time push to back, just push back yeah. six months or yeah. something. You know? I, think, like, I think you guys will bounce back well because I think I, if I look at I've missed, like I've missed it yeah, yeah. because you, it's not necessarily the sort of thing that you can, you can't, you know, shadow box against the yeah. wall or, you know what I mean? Yeah. You can't really do it at home by yourself. Yeah. And like, I've missed being able to get in and someone hold pads and, yeah. you know, yeah. do it, do that yeah. stuff that we do at training where I think commercial gyms will take a real hit. Yeah. 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 I've, yeah I think that whole, that culture that we have or just the community kind of vibe like everyone's craving just, it yeah and just like having a chat with your mates while you're training or having a bit of yeah. a laugh i think that'll definitely help us yeah um yeah but like, like we said I, I do feel like it's going to take a little bit of time i you know i think we're going to be fine yeah um, when it does open up I, you know fingers crossed i hope it does all people come back and but yeah there's still you're always a little bit apprehensive of yeah, I will say I've enjoyed watching some of the, the guys and the girls from the amateur boxing crew yeah. battle it out for their um their ten, was it the ten K runs. <laughs> I've enjoyed watching, I definitely won't be participating. Um it's starting to get pretty competitive. There's some there's some times there. I spoke to um I was talking with a couple of the fighters just the other day and I said um I said I've had to stop recording my times or putting my app on because yeah. it's getting that competitive that I'm starting to not enjoy my, my race. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Every time I get out there now, I'm having to redline it and like go yeah. real odds. It's like I'll be yeah. a hard 10K is like hard and just hating it and then having to back it up again yeah, a couple of days because I'm going to beat that person's time. What are we looking at for 10Ks? i seen, uh, it might have been, was it, I might have seen Lawrence maybe yesterday uh, or today. Shannon, He's the top dog at the moment. I think he may have gotten 39 or 40 minutes. It's crazy. Wow. Um, I think, yeah, Loz, I think Loz is another one that was up there pretty good. I've seen him put something up this morning, actually. Yeah, it, was, it, looked, it, looked, it looked like a good yeah, pace. I think it was four, I might be discrediting here, 419 or something, okay? Get under the 4K, like having a bit of a joke about, he needs a bit of EPO to get under the Yeah. Well, I think it went, it started, I, I'd gotten the ball rolling and, I, and I, I, I sent a couple of times out there that I was getting and then it was the benchmark was the 10Ks. That's yeah. what everyone was aiming for. And I think it yeah. got so hard and so competitive but that it comes dialed it back to like 5K <laughs> times now. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's just too I think it's good, though. I yeah. like that whole like yeah. bit of friendly competition. I think, I think it, it, like it keeps like community. Even for someone like me, like you know, who's not actively competing in that, yeah, yeah, yeah. but watching, it, it yeah. gees you, you up to get back yeah, to training yeah, yeah, and go yeah. back to doing that. Well, I'll tell you something funny, actually, because me, I'm super competitive, but because yeah. I'm not fighting as much or training as, like I used to, 
it's it annoys me that I can't yeah, keep it yeah, down. Yeah. I, I want to be the top time, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then um, I was running and I had a 10K track going and I got about, I ran so hard at the start that I hit the wall and I've never really done that before and I was about five k's into it and i was actually had those demons where i was going quit it's, oh, it's just stop it's yeah. I'm like, i can't i don't i'm physically not yeah. going to be able to do it and then it's like telling no you're a pussy keep going yeah it's like and then I, you know keep going keep going keep going keep going and then i thought you know what I, i'm in for a chance here to get the time because yeah. i pushed through it and then i pushed like and i'd go even harder and i got to mount kira road to the bridge and you know yeah, how far yeah, and yeah, so yeah. i was literally made what K and a half, two Ks yeah. out, and I stopped and I threw up twice <laughs> on, the, on the way home. <laughs> and then that, that was when the time we really was yeah, over there. Was yeah, like, yeah. I just had to miserably walk home for yeah, the last kilometre. Yeah. It was like, yeah, so. Yeah. I, um, I'll say, I, I seen it the other day, and I seen, probably I seen maybe three, three guys from the gym put stuff up, and I thought, fuck, it's been a while since I've yeah, run. I might yeah. have a crack. Yeah. So I went for a walk to warm up. And I got down and thought, I run on the grass. Because I struggle with my back. When I run, yeah. I feel like a 60-year-old man. Yeah. Like, yeah. don't know why, just I'm not a runner. And I reckon I ran for about six, seven minutes. I was like, fucking hell, that'll do me. That'll do me. I'll go fucking have a swim, I think. So, but it's good. It's, it's good to see everyone keeping in shape. I think that's been the real positive out of this. Like, I've created some probably really good habits that, I never would have created, yeah. I don't think, if it wasn't for, you know, cafes. Like usually, yeah. I was saying to a mate the other day, I'd wake up in the morning, first thing I'd do is roll out of bed, have a shower, rock up and sit for like an hour, hour and a half, have yeah. literally two, three coffees and breakfast at a cafe every morning. Yeah. And yeah. it was just like a really lazy start to my day, yeah. even though I was out of bed early. Mm. It wasn't productive. Where now it's been like, roll out of bed, swim some laps in the ocean pool, yeah. go for a walk, might hit some weights later. I think yeah. there's a lot of really good habits yeah, that people will have created. Out of like yeah, I'm because sure. I, even you see people walking, or like just locally families. where I live, you just see families walking, getting out of the house. And I think it's yeah. been one good thing where people Everybody's just are getting out of the house and like going for a walk, or yeah, they're forced to actually do something at home, or like yeah. do some weights at home, or have a little setup in your garage or whatever it may be. Like I think it's it's good. It's forced people to. Because I know a big, like a big concern for a lot of people pre this was the mental health concerns yeah. and like yeah. how people would feel being sort of crammed in their house. Yeah. But I think yeah. there's obviously going to be some people who are financially struggling, yeah. um, which you can understand there's going to be some battles there. Yeah. But I think most people will probably come out of it with a better headspace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it'll actually be harder for people to go back to yeah what it was before and adjust again <laughs> like doesn't want to go back to yeah, yeah well like the office she's like working but i mean granted it's hard at home because we've got a little daughter and her yeah. work and and look after her it's hard but the whole working from home she's like i'm loving this yeah yeah definitely hard for her to go. i think she said it this morning she's like mm, i don't think i really want to go back to the yeah office. but yeah no i think it's been good like in ways it's been good Definitely, yeah. definitely. So when everything opens back up, what are the plans for the gym long term? They obviously might not happen as quickly mm. as you'd hope, but I know there were some big things in the works and some things yeah. you want to see within the future growth of giving the members more opportunities and, and those sort of things. Have a chat about that. Um, well, 
I don't really want to give <laughs> too much away. Anything away, so I probably have to shut that one down. Yeah. I, I think, like, I mean, look, just without going into the absolute details, for me, there's a few things um, that are looking at happening that probably haven't been done before in this area. Um, That's cool. Yeah, so I think it's, um, yeah, I mean, not to say it has, it's never been done before, but what's going to be offered down here is going to be pretty big in that regard. So That's good to hear. Yeah. So it's just, just trying to take it, I think just, and, and it's not from a, a competitive nature or anything like that, it's just purely like I want to be able to offer something, and this, the Illawarra, how I feel from my experiences from what I've done over in Thailand and, and, and just have people experience and see and be around as like as much as I can replicate that as possible. Yeah. That that's I want everyone here to be able to have that opportunity experience and sort of <clears throat> take the sport down here to places it sort of hasn't really um, been developed and, and yeah, been. So that'd, that'd be great. Yeah. I think one thing that I think pretty much everyone knows is we really want to get Comsan back. Well, we, uh, I was going to ask about that. Was, yeah, like was, was, we're in the process of having him yeah. just then, then as soon as COVID yeah. came, it just got shut down. And it sort of hit too quickly to organise anything, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's one thing that we, we really want to get him out because we, I mean, apart from his knowledge, but I just think his personality and his, his, oh, his nature is like... Everyone loved it, yeah. Yeah, it's a great spirit to have around the gym. We had a single person talk bad about him or negatively, apart from the fact of, um, what's the name? I can't remember. A lady at the gym who broke her wrist. Yeah. But just by accident with Tom's arm. But, um, yeah, but apart from that, I think we want to get him back because... Yeah, it's just good to have around the gym. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Is it? Do and you it brings that wealth of knowledge with him that you just yeah. can't replicate. Right? Do you see an opportunity for that? Because obviously for those guys, like, I can imagine for him, mm. real opportunity to make money here that makes yeah. a difference back home yeah, 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 for yeah, him. Yeah. Is there an opportunity for that to happen more frequently or consistently? And it's probably more so the organisational around visas and... Mm all that sort of stuff that is that is hard to manage. Yeah, well, I think it's something that we can do. Like, I know in Sydney, a couple of the, the bigger gyms have got two, three, four ties that, as trainers that are yeah. full-time at their gyms and stuff like that, so... That'll obviously be contingent yeah. on membership, numbers growing, yeah, 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 all yeah, those sort of things. Of yeah, like, it's, it's something that's something in the pipeline. If we could do that down yeah. the track, that'd be, be great, yeah. Like, I've seen, cast back your minds a little bit, I've seen Kenzie post on... I've been on Facebook a week or two ago. Yeah. Some footage of maybe his young oh, boy training young, in the gym, yeah, fella, yeah. and like going back a lot of years ago, it's changed, hasn't it? Yeah, that was pre when we owned it. Like Kev Manderson, I don't know if you know Kev Manderson. He's, no. he's a Canadian fellow who's ex MMA fighter, and we we had him. I think because his missus Sarah used to train with us, so then we just got to know Kev, and then. Kev opened up a gym and then he got me in there just as teaching Muay Thai. I'd just been there a couple yeah. of times a week and he ended up opening up over there where we are now. But he, um, what, what happened there? We took his lease over yeah. because he was going to the cops or he got into the cops or something like that. So he okay. ended up becoming a copper. So we took the lease over and basically gutted the place and, and just changed it a fair bit to the way we wanted it to look and stuff like that. And yeah. I still think the gym... There's still stuff that we haven't done in the gym that we want to do to the gym and stuff like that. Like it's still, 
just a continual process that you yeah definitely keep going yeah yeah but it's a bit of a change from massive from change yeah, yeah, yeah so how long like how long have you had the gym for now how long has ngc been present Nearly three years. It'll be three years. Three years next month. Yeah, in the next month. Is it? So it'll be three years up and running. Yeah. Yeah. Would it be fair to say that this has been the toughest time that you guys have had to face as business owners? Uh, I I I personally don't think so. I think the start was like, for us, the start was the hardest. Yeah. Talk about yeah. that, like, because obviously it's for anyone. I think the start was always. It's just the whole. I mean, we're stepping out of your comfort yeah, zone. Yeah, you're putting it on. You're putting something like on the line. If people are going to turn up. Yes, we had a little bit of a base, as in like we had clients before, and we got not a massive name, but we, you know, people kind of knew what we were doing and stuff like that. But I think that whole pouring your savings into a gym and stuff like that, and then just not knowing if yeah. it's going to like turn out, hey. have pay rent and all that kind of stuff. It's just massive, like, and the backside of things is in like. The stuff that people don't see, that's huge. Like, it takes up a lot of our time as well, not just so much Definitely. the face-to-face stuff, all the stuff behind of doing the books and all that kind of stuff. It just takes time and, yeah, it's just... I think a lot of people realise yeah. how expensive all that gear is yeah, during yeah, COVID, yeah. like people going out and buying gear and being yeah, like, oh, yeah. my God, how expensive is yeah, this stuff? Yeah, just buy bags, like a couple hundred bucks or something like that. Yeah. You know, and you put 15 bags in your gym, it starts up, yeah. up after a while. Definitely. Yeah, and on a, like we try and put as as good equipment as we can afford in the gym. We don't want to buy stuff that's crap that's just going to fall apart. Yeah. You know? yeah it's, it's probably nearly coming on a year since I signed up. Um, I reckon it was yeah. probably like maybe yeah. July last year that I, I come in for my first session. Yeah. And I noticed a massive, like, I reckon the first couple months I was there yeah. to then there was just a certain point. It was probably like that two months leading up yeah. to when Comsan come over. <laughs> Where I just noticed, like, maybe it's starting to get a bit warm again and those yeah, sort of things. Yeah, yeah. But just, like, the class is getting busier yeah, yeah, and, yeah. like, more presence around the gym it's, consistently. It's funny you say that because I think um, we, we sort of, in my mind, we sort of really um, changed, like, that, that, for me, we changed mm-hmm. a little bit of the structure of um, how we were doing things and re-looked at, at, how, at the, the, the format of what we were teaching and thought, how about we head down this direction a little bit, you know? And then I yeah. think um, I noticed that over there, I think it would have maybe a three-month period, like before Comsan yeah. came over, it just, um, we always had good numbers, but it all of a sudden was like that. And it just came up yeah. and it just kept building when Comsan came mm. over. So it was like there was a big spike a few months beforehand. I think it was just like... Yeah. That back end of last year. And that, yeah. yeah, it was just, just yeah, just... Um, little bit of change in, and yeah we changed the timetable and stuff yeah. like just yeah. how we done yeah. and I think it depends and it made it feel like it made a bit of a, a bit yeah. different so and to piss in your pocket like one thing I really noticed is Usually with that sort of thing when you see numbers increase yeah. quality decreases but yeah, I felt like yeah. it just kept getting better like you guys manage numbers really yeah. well and I feel like everyone who attends yeah. actually like you know, we all we all do the, and this is no discredit to anyone mm. who's training people, but we all do the, you know, walk past the beach and you see some people hitting pads, yeah, and you just think that's a couple mm. shoulder surgeries yeah. waiting to happen, <laughs> or like, like yeah. it's just you can't you can't figure yeah, out what's yeah, actually yeah. going on. I feel like everyone that comes to to NGC mm. leaves better, yeah, well, not just fitter, yeah. but like technically 
better and with a better understanding and like passion for the training yeah, that they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, and I to me, that's big. I feel like for that, and it's something <coughs> that we, for, for me, and like I know Brian will agree with this, it's like, it's not about, for, I think that comes about a lot of time is like, let's get as many people as we can in there and let's make as much money as we can. But I think for both of us, it's yeah. gen genuinely, it, it, it's not about the money. Like it's great to be able to sustain a lifestyle and make an income yeah. from it, but I think our passion overrides the, mm. the financials. Um, and, and I think that that shows in like yeah. what, what we're teaching. And Definitely. We're, we're adamant that this is how you've got to do things and do it this way and, and try to um, across the board have everyone to a certain standard. And I think mm. that's, that is more, that comes through for me as passion yeah. rather than money. And, that, and that's what I, for me, like if I was, I think that's what our gym, one of the big things that it's, it's about. Is there, for you guys, a real excitement in seeing guys and girls come into the gym that beginners, people that just want to get fit and learn a new skill yeah. and then start to progress towards that fighter class and yeah. start to then want to compete and have that drive to get in the ring? Yeah, I just think the seeing people change or just the passion that people end up getting for it. I think for me, that's one of one of the best things to see is how much, you know, because I know what it feels like, but yeah. to have the passion for it, but to see other people start to get that passion for it, it just, yeah, it's really good. Because yeah. I know for me, I went through probably two, a two-year period, like I went from being super active all the time yeah. and training heaps and like every day looking forward to training and being at the gym to where I fell out of love with hitting weights Yeah, and like just felt lost for like two years where like, I was, I was training here and there, yeah. but it was more so just to make sure that I didn't turn into the side of a house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. like... But I done the same with, with Muay Thai. I fell out of love with Muay Thai when I, when I stopped fighting. I just, I had enough of it. I was done. I'm like, Is that I just because you'd spent so much time? And I was holding pads and, and doing that, but in regards to watching fights or like yeah. having... I was done for it. There was a year, about a year where I'm like, I didn't train it, I didn't want to hit a pad, I didn't want to do any of it. And then, yeah, obviously it come around, but yeah, I, I got to a point where I was like, oh, I'm done with this stuff. Like, yeah. I just couldn't be bothered. I'd finished fine, I was over it. Like, I had, I think I was having drums with my feet, I just couldn't do anything properly. It was just, yeah, it was a bit of a sideshow when I was done with it. But yeah, I can't do it, but. Yeah, I think yeah, that's anything. It's a, it's, yeah, it's with anything, but because Muay Thai is such a hard sport, <coughs> you don't. I Especially if you, if you don't have those rest periods and have those bits where you can just kind of like get away from it, I think it can really like I mean, suck the life out of it. Just yeah. Like, just like anything. Yeah. You know, I think it's with anything. I think for me, like it reignited that that drive to like achieve or improve at a skill. Yeah. Which I think lacks in a lot of the commercial gym spaces. Yeah. Yeah, you can get bigger, you can get stronger. Yeah. But I feel like it's. I don't know, like, I really enjoy rocking up, especially when I was working, like, a corporate-style yeah, yeah, job. Yeah. I, I got so used to rocking up to the gym and half-assing it. Yeah. And there's no such thing as half-assing it yeah, in one of those classes. Like, it doesn't work because <laughs> yeah. you've just got one training. Uh, the amount of times I've walked in there and I thought, I'll go 70% today, yeah, yeah. and you just get the right person behind the pads yeah, that ain't going to let you go 70%. Yeah. Like, it, it just turns into really good workouts all the time. Mm. And for me, that reignited a passion yeah. with training and wanting variety. to push myself. Yeah, that variety makes a difference. I think just doing weights every day can get pretty monotonous and boring. And some people love it. And yeah. 
Yeah, if they're in that headspace, go for it. But I think just that variety, because every day you come is going to be, you don't do the same thing every day. Yeah, that's right. Gym, like we're always doing something different. Every class is going to be different. We might do some of the things that are the same, but yeah, it's always different, you know. So I think that definitely helps keep people interested. Definitely. Yeah. I think there'll be a lot of people that listen to this episode here today and are curious and want to try mm-hmm. it. So obviously that's going to be subject to how quickly things reopen and what the government decides to do. Yeah. But in the meantime, are you guys still active on the social platforms? As much as we can. It's yeah. sort of... It, 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 we, we have been um, trying to keep things up to date with what we're doing and whatnot, but there's only... there's. Because we can't do anything really in the gym, there's only so much mm. you can yeah. keep active with. Yeah. yeah. But so if, say, someone wanted to message you and have a bit of a yarn oh, yeah, about... Yeah. Regard, yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Still, yeah. still contact yeah. is definitely still... Like, and in that regard, business as usual, we're still yeah. interacting with um, yeah. prospective um, clients and current clients. So we're still getting lots of messages and whatnot. And definitely. Still keep... Yeah, people are keen to get going again once it all kind of ramps up again, yeah, we... We get a fair few messages like that. People are like, oh, I'm keen to start whenever it does happen. But Yeah. There's there's not really, you know, there's a few, but there doesn't seem to be too many gyms that are doing what you guys are doing. And yeah. and dare I say, doing it as well as you guys are doing it. Yeah. Um, I'll toot your own horn because I know you guys <laughs> are probably too humble yeah. too. Um, but I think, like I said, massive credit to you is I love the culture that you built there. Yeah. I, I know we spoke about it last time, I think, as far as, feeling like you belong to something and yeah. like feeling like there's a really comfortable culture where people can come in and improve themselves and get better and feel comfortable in that yeah. space, which is, I think, far more comfortable yeah. and far more accepting than any commercial gym I've ever walked into or mm. any other space that I've ever trained in. So a massive credit to you guys yeah. for achieving that. Are there any famous last words for the Bradley <laughs> J driver experience before you guys leave? Um. I don't have much, mate. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I don't really have much to say, mate. Yeah, apart from, yeah, I mean, look, if people want to come and check it out, like, when we're open, like, it's, I hope it's all, when we open, it can be not restricted to, say, five people class or ten people class. Yeah. I mean, if, we, if that's what happens, then that's what we have to do. But, yeah, I'd, I'd tell people to come and try At least come and try it out. Yeah. You know, if you don't like it, then it, it's not for everyone. It's not. Yeah, you know, you're never going to please everyone, but you know, we'll do as much as we can to try and help you. And yeah, like it, it's, it's just a, the gym's a comfortable place to come to. Like definitely, yeah, it's not a. I don't think like with what we've built, even if you get do get guys who are dickheads or, you they pretty much get weeded out. Yeah, quick. definitely. So they probably just don't feel comfortable in the space that they're in. You know where, yeah, unreal. Yeah. So you can find these guys on socials at NGC, is it NGC underscore tie boxing? No, just NGC tie boxing. NGC tie boxing, yep. um, Mitch Brisbane, Brian Bonko, Benko, yep. I never say it right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, there you go, you heard it from the man himself. Thank you guys so much for coming on. I'm glad we could finally get this. Yeah. From the That's looks of the computer, the audio is crisp and clean, <laughs> um, which is yeah. exciting. And I'm looking forward to putting this out there. There's been a lot of people for months that have been hammering me. When are the boys coming back on? We want to listen. So um, I appreciate you guys coming through. Yeah, thanks, mate. No worries at all.